Union of the Unknowns, a podcast dedicated to the exploration of modern culture, presents a weekly digest of current events that may have slipped past your radar. This is not your mama's news. Welcome to another episode of Union of the Unknowns presents Not Your Mama's News. We are going to get right into it today. After a brief introduction, I will be your host this evening, Ashley. Think, change, repeat. With us, we have Stella from Down Under. Hey, Stella. Hey, how are you going? And then we have Ism Kant, America's sweetheart. How are you, Justin? Good day. Good afternoon. <laughs> Good morning. All right. So um, we have a little bit of a serious topic to start out with, and uh, that is going to be Stella's story. So why don't you go ahead and take it away, Stella? Yeah, thanks, Ashley. Um, I was looking at the news and what a bunch of boring stuff is coming out at the moment about the budget and blah, blah, blah. But uh, behind all that, there's this mRNA uh, inoculation that's supposed to be going into the meat industry. In Australia, I don't know exactly where it's at, where you guys are, like what stage it's at. They actually started doing Mm -hmm. it there yet? Not that I know of. um, That I do not think that they have started doing it here yet, but I definitely have heard some of the kerfuffle about it. And I know that according to Mercola and some other stuff that I've seen, they have been inoculating pork in China which we have a lot of here sent with mRNA since 2018. Right. Okay. Yeah. I think, um, I think Australia is sort of a little bit of a, uh, a leader, if you want to call it that in this sort of process. Anyway, I've just been looking at um, a cattle Australia, which seemed to sort of pop up in 2022 as a, a new um, organization, which was kind of in the shadow of a so-called, outbreak of um, foot and mouth disease in Indonesia. Mm. Well, I mean, that was the reports. We have to take their word for it. Of course, there's always a trigger for these things, isn't there? You know, problem, reaction, solution. Uh, So, yes, of course, immediately when that outbreak happened, which was mid-22 in Indonesia, the reports, uh, the government and the media were quick to jump on the fear bandwagon and... um, were basically saying, you know, if there's a domestic and international famine which could happen from this, how terrible it would be and all that sort of stuff. So biosecurity measures were um, put into place, of course. So this is basically about foot and mouth disease, but they also seem to be concerned about uh, lumpy skin disease, otherwise known as LSD. <laughs> <laughs> um, New South Wales government uh, decided that these um, biosecurity measures that they were putting into place was not enough so they partnered up with um, the u.s biotech company um, tiba biotech or tiba i guess it is i hadn't heard of them um so they they teamed up with tiba and i looked into them just quickly while we're on the subject Uh, tiba biotech states plainly on its website that their collaborators and strategic partners include united states national institute of health nih Uh, U.S. Army Medical Research Institute of Infectious Diseases and Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Mm. There's the usual suspects there. That's Uh, how you know it's coming up. That's how you know it's coming up. Bill Gates, he only has the best intentions for us. Right. Yeah. 
yeah, out to uh, protect us. Um, so yeah, they fast. That was basically they they teamed up with Teva so they could fast track the new gen of mRNA vaccines. Which you know, fast track is just Aussie speak for warp speed. So translation yeah. for you guys there. Um, <laughs> so um, the challenge is to the manufacturers is to have a vax ready. This is okay. So this is back in twenty two. This this report. So the challenge back then was to have a vax ready by August the first, twenty twenty three, which is you know, fast approaching. Mm-hmm. There's there's a little bit of um, info about all this sort of thing, you know. There's the usual scare kind of things by the usual suspects. I'm not going to put anyone in because I, I you know, I've got my own little sort of uh, doubts about some people, um, particularly in Australia here, uh, because I see them over and over again, kind of collaborating with each other and sort of using the same kind of rhetoric and all that. I'm just sus them. I'm not saying that's why I don't want to put them in, but anyway. Um, one of these reports was uh, talking about this funny David Foote is the chairman of the cattle industry, which uh, I can't, it's funny, foot and mouth disease. He's probably got some vice chairman called Karen Mouth. You know? <laughs> anyway. Probably so. <laughs> so the, uh, this little report was, um, it went into uh, how, sorry, uh, just lost my place here. Yeah, so they're talking about how Alex Antic was recently taken off YouTube. He's a Liberal senator here in Australia. He was taken off YouTube recently for questioning the 33,000 excess deaths in Australia uh, from the COVID jab, Pfizer jab. Wow. Yeah, um, that's probably a lot more by now, I'd say. Uh, so anyway, they're talking about injecting this, you know, the same sort of vaccines into the meat population, which sort of doesn't really make a whole lot of sense if you look at those figures. Well, and I'm pretty sure that we are the meat population to them. Yeah, well, we're the cattle. I mean, this is this is the whole sort of parallel, isn't it? It's it is a parallel to me. I sort of look at the you know from the big picture again, and they're just talking about cattle doing this. They they're talking about us. Son of a bitch, Peter was right this whole time. Peter. Yeah, the people for ethical treatment of animals, which um, euthanizes more. Pets than uh, I believe all other organizations on the planet. Right. Yeah, that Peter. <laughs> Got it. So, is do you know if there's any opposition in the meat industry? Like, is anybody standing up for this? Can you or or trying to speak out against it? Or it's like so done. It's already beyond that, and everybody just accepts like mRNA is good. Yeah, no, there's definitely uh, farmers that are speaking up against it. In fact, I, I posted something the other day. I, I kind of just posted it sort of with um, Tag and Terry because it's it's sort of a, a speech that's kind of long and dry and it's about Australia by, by an Australian farmer. And I, I just thought Terry might be interested in it because he can, mm-hmm. um, he's sort of, you know, being an, a Brit, we've sort of got a little bit of a, a relationship there, I guess. He's interested in some of the things that are happening in Australia. Yeah. Uh, but, oh, yeah, so, to answer your question, there are there – are, independence speaking up about it but yeah you don't really get to hear those people much unless you seek them out because they're little voices but that was a really good speech maybe i should put that in the show notes and i imagine that a lot of the you know farmers that are um, against these things they don't necessarily have the time to really go out and do these like mass campaigns because they're busy you know working yeah, a farm. Exactly. yeah totally yeah um, it's and they would just get censored anyway. Yeah, totally. I mean, they, they can 
travel around and you know do town hall talks and stuff. I mean, they need money behind them. They're trying to compete with the Bill and Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, etc. So I mean, we all know how that goes. David and Goliath, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the truth's going to prevail. It's just what how much damage is done in the process. Uh, Correct. So, but I guess what I'm trying to get to as well is that. I mean, I'm not going to read it out because it's kind of dry and boring, but basically I was reading another um, more more serious, I suppose, um, article about all this, and they're really are, they're talking about more that this is happening. You know, it's in, in trial. Yes, they're injecting um, the cattle, et cetera, but really it sounds more like, yeah, we're injecting them in the laboratories, um, and this is, you know, a reasonably long-term-ish plan. Like it's... A lot of these little um, articles from newspapers, they're kind of making out as if, oh, yeah, it's, you know, it's going to be in your supermarket within a couple of months sort of thing. I don't think that's really the case. I think it's, mm-hmm. I think it's more like they're talking about these um, experiments that they're going to be doing, et cetera, but it's not, it's not going to be all that quick. Um, so, yeah, I just think there's a lot of fear around it all and I do actually suspect that a lot of it could possibly be just propaganda because, you know, the more I'm sort of looking into, you know, the propaganda and the people who sort of started and everything and, and you know, these round table think tanks, et cetera, it just makes so much more sense that they can, they can tell us anything because all these enemies are invisible. They can tell us anything and it's so much more cheaper than... Um, actually implementing a lot of this stuff so you know if we believe it that's that's where they want us we're corralled by our own fear so i just want to say to people just beware of what you even the really serious stuff that looks really convincing i just feel like you know i mean if it's all true and it's all happening in the food and it's in the water and it's coming out of the air then we're kind of screwed so let's all just to quote joan rivers calm down (laughs) <laughs> if that's the case, we're not going to be able to do a whole lot anyway. Just you know, pray. Well, but that's why they—that's why they put fluoride and fluoride and lithium in the water, so that we'll all calm down. Yeah, and it, well, if you, yep, apparently that uh, the result, the report that came out that was being hidden that came out in March twenty-three about the fluoride is, does actually prove that yes, there is definitely a collaboration between low IQ in children and fluoride levels. Um, but yeah, I mean, and, if it's all untrue, then it's just another facet of a massive psyop that we have the power to stop by stop listening and building alternative systems. So I, I think it's the latter. I think I think there's a lot more psyop involved here. Not yeah, saying it's not true thing, and it's not happening, but I think the reality is a lot different to what it's been like. Yeah, and I think you you will be able. I mean, if you keep an eye on it and you start paying attention to, I don't know, some of those other sites, like some of the cattle farmer. I mean, you may even be able to get wind of like mass depopulation. Of course they would blame it on the disease, but you would really know uh, what's going on. And as I said, I, I think my understanding is that China has been doing this since 2018. So who knows what we have been ingesting, you know, all this time, like, I am curious if we happen to have um, have already had that, and I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, well, I'll just uh, read this little thing out. Uh, this is by some doctor called Anna Marcia. I can't really pronounce her name. Um, 
she apparently was talking to Z Media, which is a Melbourne alternative news source. Um, examined supermarket obtained red meat, finding some disturbing contamination. In the microscopic slides of grass-fed Angus beef blood samples, a strange thread appears, which she described as hydrogel structure, which has been found in blood samples of humans infected by Pfizer COVID shots. She believed the contamination could have been caused by years of ground accumulation from aerial spraying of inorganic compounds such as barium sulfite, sulfate and other more toxic substances, which report, reportedly have been applied in the skies to reduce the sun's gamma rays, better known as geoengineering, convert, covertly conducted by governments. Although there is no known mRNA inoculation yet authorised for veterinary use in Australia, based on the devious strategies of Australian governments in rolling out the experimental mRNA VAX program, it is possible covert veterinary trials have already been carried out on selected cattle herds. Hence the hydrogel strands found in doctors' samples, uh, the supermarket chain was omitted for legal reasons. So, you know, they can tell you all that, but it, it, there's, I see a sort of a little bit of, um, I don't know, there's just very non-committal kind of language in there. Um, so, again... We have to just believe what they're telling us. Correct. And you know, you can't do that. So, I mean, exactly. you make a good point about they're, they're acting like it's imminent. They're acting like it's definitely going to happen, but honestly, you never know because they, they certainly want to um, float out these balloons and see people's reactions and, um, exactly. and test to see where the border is, where people provide resistance, what kind of information gets put out there after they make this kind of announcement. Totally. Yeah, I just want to see oh, what yeah. the social climate is, the reaction, um, how much power they actually have over us. I mean, they keep talking about this Overton window, just for those who don't know what an Overton window is. It's like the, the small window of opportunity uh, where the climate and the social temperature is all just right to be able to pull off something. And there's a small window of that and things have to be put in place and reacted upon at just the right time for things to succeed. And they can recognise when that Overton window is closing again and then it's like, okay, we've got to wait. I mean, they're patient. Well, say it, it kind of reminds me of uh, what happened to Bud Light when th they got the Dylan Mulvaney guy to do a uh, quick TikTok sponsorship for them. And uh, I'm sure they thought everything was just going to go great. Like, who cares? These are a bunch of dumb hicks. And uh, they're absolutely tanking. Sales are down like 20, 30% in two months. So it's one of those things where they think that they got everything figured out, but you push one one thing too hard and uh, you're going to have a lot of people saying, no, fuck this. Yeah, and hence that's why they have to keep having these constant meetings. You know, there's, I mean, it's not just Davos, there's all these other meetings that they have through the year because they have to keep revising, you know. It's like, it's like this just pushing the – it's like that little push, you know. It sort of reminds me of a pinball machine. <laughs> They're not sure where the ball's going to go. They've got a fair idea, but every now and then they've just got to flip that thing, you know, and push it back up or whatever. I don't know. It's just that, I, that's what my impression of what's happening. Yeah. So just don't be in fear, basically, I suppose, is the moral of the story. <laughs> or, or if you are in fear, go make friends with your local beef farmer. Yes, yes. Well, like Stockman's Steaks here in Australia are, are very awake people. I spoke to Stephen on the phone for a little while and, he was excellent. He's um, an Australian who's gotten together and um, basically compiled all lots of different um, producers. Um, I spoke to him and asked about all sorts of things like 
because their main rhetoric is that they haven't been vaccinated, they've got no hormones, they're free range, they're grass fed, grass finished, all the stuff you want to hear. Um, and every single one of their producers is required to be of that mindset. Um, and it can all be traced back to paddocks. And um, I looked into their monitoring systems. None of it is microchip or anything like that. Um, so, yeah, stop mistakes. If there's any Aussies out there, give them a go. Um, as soon as I've got my freezer a little bit emptied from our ridiculous stock up, um, I'm going to give them a go. And so that's sort of the alternatives, like you say. That's, yeah, that's perfect. That's a great that's great that you did the research that you had the conversation that you found somebody that aligns with what you believe. And, and that's a good option. That's perfect. Uh, It's music to my ears having a conversation with that guy. He was just so on it. Yeah. See, and you, you've taken more steps than I have because I can recommend to um, local domestic Americans, the beef initiative, but I haven't talked to the guy. Uh, Really the only exposure I have to, uh, the organization was Tom Woods episode 2176. Um, but from what I can tell, I, I, I typically trust Tom Woods as, you know, uh, well put together man that is going to research his guests before he brings them on. But it seems like it's on the up and up and um, the beef initiative. Uh, so check that out. I mean, do, re- do more research than I did, obviously. But Yeah, but you, you also took an excellent step justin because you were talking about how you've had your your little flower bed i mean your your veggie bed built and everything out of your crate um that's an excellent step people need to start putting in some garden beds and growing a bit of food even if it's just a few herbs and a few basic things just here's the kicker though i don't eat vegetables (laughs) well you might learn that (laughs) once once i don't have any other options i think i'll change my tune have you tasted homegrown organic vegetables? Because once you do, you might actually really enjoy them. <laughs> eh. right, give me give me a nice thick sirloin steak or ribeye yeah. or a T-bone. Mm. 100%. Shame ice cream doesn't grow on trees. Uh, actually, uh, <laughs> not to go plugging a whole bunch of wild different companies, but I have, I believe the first time I heard them, was a Michael Malice ad on his podcast. And it's called, I believe, Fast Growing Trees. And one of the trees you can order from them is an ice cream banana tree. Ooh. So you are able to grow and produce ice cream, like bananas that are that taste like ice cream or bananas that grow enough, it produces enough fruit for you to add to your ice cream? I believe the former. Um, but it was a very expensive tree, so I did not purchase it. Although I think about it <laughs> constantly. <laughs> like, like if they could just make vegetables taste like ice cream, I'd eat vegetables all the freaking time, man. Problem hey, solved. What you wish Agreed. for. Agreed. Yeah, we're gonna have Bill Gates <laughs> turning that out of his lab next. Hey, if if if, if it tastes good. Even if it's made from Bill Gates' tit milk, I might give it a shot. <laughs> I say I put my foot down at Bill Gates' titty milk. Absolutely not. Yeah. Bigot. Definitely. Uh, okay, so do we have anything else? Um, any last comments or anything about that, Stella? Or do you feel like we pretty much 
covered. Uh, I think we're, we're done there. If there's anything else that can be talked about, I'll bring it, bring it along in a future episode, perhaps. Okay, perfect. That sounds good. Um, well, so can I ask, can I ask one, one question? Sure. Are they, are they just vaccinating like beef or is that also like chickens, kangaroos and like other edible animal? I mean, technically all animals are edible, but obviously some are more desirable than others. Uh, well, they, it depends what information you read where. There's some talk that there has already been some sheep vaccination in place, uh, but it's all so ambiguous, the language. I mean, there's one little thing here I highlighted. I'll just very quickly go. There's no question that consumers will boycott red meat and pork after the New South Wales trial begins and chickens are next. And that's, that's, where other... think, that's where I think the PSYOP thing triggered, sort of comes in. Because that's they're how just testing they're, us. Yeah, like that's yeah. That's how they're going to get us to eat the bugs. They're like, well, you can exactly. have a bowl of crickets or vaccinated meat. What's in this box from Pfizer? Yeah, exactly. So that was the little, yeah, that's where I think it's just, it's a mind game. <laughs> Interesting. Yep. Thank you. Okay. Well, um, I just had a quick little uh, blip here as an update to my story. I don't even remember if it was last week or the week before that, but Tucker Carlson is taking his show to Twitter. So I think that this is, it's very interesting. And I think that this is the next turn that we've been discussing and kind of waiting for in the alternative media rising up. So this announcement was made yesterday and it was posted to Tucker Carlson's page on Twitter. It already has hundred over a hundred million views. It has millions of likes and shares and it is really a big deal right now because I think people are um, very, very curious and interested to see what Tucker is going to have to say. So there's two, two things here that I wanted to point out. First of all, Elon Musk made this announcement or made a comment about it, and he said that there was not a deal. So this implied that... um. Tucker was not necessarily getting paid or being hired by Twitter. So I'm wondering if, and we, this is, this will play out and we'll figure it out. Is he going to be doing this through a subscription service or some free content, some subscription content? Um, is what? it all going to be free or how are they going to set that up? Because apparently it's not like Elon hired him to do this. Justin? I I do feel like I remember reading that Elon is planning on adding in some sort of like subscription service, uh, maybe something so, along the lines of like a Patreon or a Substack type. Well, the system. subscription service is already there because I subscribe to Sal Mayweather's Twitter, which is very similar to um, Patreon. It's X dollars a month, then you can subscribe and you've got that. So that element is there. But the other element that I wanted to mention here is that they are working on the video streaming element. So if they now my guess, I just don't believe that this is like all of a sudden that these things are happening and that Elon's like, oh, yeah, you know, we're going to work on um, a video streaming platform 
My guess is that that already has been in the works for a very long time, maybe ever since he took over, that they wanted to take, um, you know, to to be able to do the video streaming there. So that Elon also said that they're working on that. Now, this would obviously change the dynamic of Twitter as it is now, but it would certainly, it, it appears to me, it would at least be a competition for YouTube. Now, YouTube has has um, been problematic, obviously, because it's censoring people, it's deleting accounts, it is demonetizing people that have worked years to build their YouTube channel. And so I believe that Twitter is positioning itself to be an alternative to that, though I don't really believe that Twitter has free speech at this time. But anyway, that it's really not the point. The point is, is that Twitter is taking on a new direction and it will beat Tucker Carlson at the helm of that as far as the video streaming platform. So we already have Twitter spaces where people get on and you can have a ton of people that are listening to the call live and the creator of that call can assign certain people the ability to speak or not to speak. Um, so you already have that. Now you're going to be having the video element of it and you're going to be having Tucker Carlson, which is like would be the number one grab, in my opinion, for something like this. And then the last thing I want to say is that Elon said that he wanted left leaning people to do this as well. So he even invited Don Lemon to start getting on Twitter and creating Wait, his who? own show. Do you mean Don, Don Lemon? Don Lemon. <laughs> yes. Um, I, was, so, I was thrown there. Yes. My apologies. Don Lemon. So he's positioning it as though he wants a wide variety of ideas and people from all walks of life and all perspectives to come here and have a free speech video option. Now, the other thing that I wanted to add was that there still seems to be some ambiguity as far as Tucker and his relationships with Fox. So I don't think that we really know at this stage, is Tucker in fact in quote golden handcuffs, meaning he's going to be very limited on what he can or cannot say because Fox is still keeping him as an employee under contract even though they're not allowing him to be on the air. So that's another thing that will be interesting to see how that all plays out, whether or not Fox is going to contest this. Will there be a legal battle? If so, how will that play out? Um, can Tucker get around it? It's possible that they had in his contract that he couldn't go to another network, but here he's not in another network. He's just streaming for himself. So that's a possibility as well. Um, but I don't think it's known the exact details of where his contract is at, excuse me, right now. But there has been some description out there that he is under contract with Fox News until 2025, meaning that he would essentially be on ice until that time and Fox would still be paying him as an employee, even though he's not on the air. How do I get that gig? I did, someone pay me to just sit at home. That's some BS. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good question. Um, I don't know. I I feel like I can't help but feeling like this stuff is orchestrated. Who knows? It just seems like perfect timing. Um, Tucker getting sort of screwed from Fox. Fox shooting itself in the foot. 
there there's the big shakeup. It just all feels like the ushering in the next new normal to me. Yeah, I would agree with that. The most wild thing to me is how is Tucker so popular when he's never been on the Union of the Unknowns podcast to get that bump in (laughs) yours? Yeah, I don't know. Somehow he just uh, organically built it up from scratch, even without our help. That's wild. I know we're known as kingmakers normally. Yeah, it's it's like same with Joe Rogan. Like you you get three hundred million listens every podcast, but come on our show, you'll get six hundred, man. You'll get six hundred. We're kingmakers here, literally. So I will say one of the funnier things I've seen about the Tucker Carlson was whatever corporate press, you know, shithole country was like. Uh, it might probably see an end. They're like when they wrote an article about it, the first words are right-wing extremist Tucker Carlson. And then I had a bunch of, you know, like, uh, like Phil LeBont on uh, Twitter and, you know, a bunch of other like right-wing extremists. This is an outrage. I'm like, well, if you look at Tucker Carlson versus the Mitch McConnell wing of the Republican party, I feel like extremist is, is an accurate statement. And I really don't know how I, how to feel about Tucker uh, because I know he has like uh, his dad was a propagandist for the CIA, I believe, and yes. yada, yada, yada. But at the same time, for the last I don't know how many years, he's been the only voice on corporate news being against COVID, against the, you know, continual war state. Uh, again, you know, against all like the most important issues right now, it's just one of those things. It's like, I guess it kind of falls into like Ron Paul, where it's like, if he is captured, I don't know, but he's saying mostly the right stuff, so I'm happy with him, at least for now. For sure. I mean, I would take. We all know I'm a Tucker fan. I would take Tucker over anybody else in the media. At any point, I think that you're exactly right. He's been speaking out against the narrative that is getting other people canceled or other people called down um, from leftist extremists. And um, he's been closer to a voice of reason than anybody else. So I'm interested to see how this is all going to play out, especially after what has happened and what has transpired with Fox news. Cause I think that people are pretty dis. I mean, they're disgusted, you know, and I am tired of calling anybody who questions the standard narrative, a right wing extremist. I'm, I'm extremely sick of that. And I think that it's dangerous. And I think that we have known that this is happening and it's been happening for a very long time, but they want to go after people. They're actively trying to create this group of people and they want to come after us. And they, people are ready for us to die because they are calling us right-wing extremists. And um, it gets very, very old and CNN is implicated in that, you know? But of course they, they won't suffer any repercussions except for their obsolescence because people fucking hate them. Um, but it it gets extremely old. The other thing that I wanted to bring up in regards to the right-wing extremists and that whole narrative and how that thread has been woven for a very long time, Jeffrey Tubin, you know, the Zoom masturbator who was working for CNN, just I mean, came you out. Can't, you can't hate on him too much. It's bound to happen to all of us one day. Hang on, hang on. No, it's he's no, it's he's 
his name is Tubin. Yeah. Tubin. Oh, yeah. Come on. Really? He, <laughs> yeah. He got he got busted moving his tubin on yeah, air. No. <laughs> okay. Yes. Continue. Yeah, Tubin. Yep. Sorry, Danae. And um Brad made a lot of funny jokes about uh Tubin or like if you're you Tubin, what are you doing? But anyway, <laughs> so yes, the Zoom masturbator, and there's some really cool accounts on Twitter who are referring to him as that. And I love that because whenever we make fun of this this propagandist loser, then we are taking away his influence because this guy, bleep, 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 whatever. Um, we, so he just, need... he has, I'm sorry, go ahead. He has a new book out where he is essentially acting like Timothy McVeigh, the person who was electrocuted for Oklahoma city bombing that he was just a regular Republican. That is what he's doing now. So these motherfuckers have been doing this. That was like 28 years ago was Oklahoma City and 30 years ago was Waco. So this has been in the works for a very long time. And to this day, he just came out with this book trying to act like if you are a conservative or if you're a MAGA Republican, that you are Timothy McVeigh. And... um Anyway, I wish I had those sorry. balls. That was a tangent, but I'm just, it's so, very frustrating. It's very old. So let's see what Tucker can do. You, you called a uh, Tubin the zoo masturbator. Was that the exact quote? Yes. So I say we kind of segue the podcast out into other ventures. Let's start a GoFundMe. We'll create a documentary called the zoom masturbator. And uh, we'll do a Tubin documentary. And uh, I just like that name. The Zoom I'd like to propose. Yes, I would like to propose that as the next Marvel hero. <laughs> hey, oh, you know uh, what? I'm sure that Disney would be all over it. It would get better oh, ratings. It would be all over the, Disney too. Yes. It'd get better ratings yeah. than the shit they've been putting out. Yeah, because Disney is in charge of the entire Marvel universe now. So all of and that is, is running through Disney. Yeah. So I'm sure they would eat it up and they would be like, oh, one of America's most beloved journalists, Jeffrey Tubin, bringing the truth to the to the fucking dumbass masses. I'm sure they would be all over it. They're all they're all just sitting at home jerking off together. They're just Zoom masturbating over here. Yeah, so uh, there's a guy, J.D. Cashless. He was on an episode of No Way Jose recently on the anniversary of OKC, actually. And he and there's a handful of other people on Twitter who are who are reading. Well, first of all, they're very well versed in Oklahoma City and what transpired there. They are also reading Jeffrey Tubin's book. They're taking it apart and they are referring to him as Zoom Masturbator. If if any of our listeners were interested in the Oklahoma City bombing, is there a future date that they could possibly uh, watch out for to watch us discuss it? Definitely. In the next, um, I'm not exactly sure the publishing date, but later this week, we're having a conversation with Jose Gallison, who has been talking about this a lot and getting the word out about Terrence Yeeke, the police officer that did not kill himself, even though it was ruled suicide. 
Um, so we are going to be speaking with him and we will have that forthcoming. So stay tuned for that. Well, I find it's all uh, a very interesting sort of script and I cannot see how Tucker can possibly have his own show if he's still on the contract with Fox, but we'll see well, what happens there. I just find that I, I just have the three stooges coming to mind, you know, like a Tucker well, and a muskrat and a lemon walk into a bar. I mean, that's what it sounds like to me. It's just this another scene. The thing with contracts, though, is that you can breach a contract. So let's say, especially that, if Elon Musk is your best mate. Yep. Right. Well, or even just let's say that uh, Fox News has a fifty million dollar contract with Tucker Carlson. So Tucker Carlson, you know, he sets up his nightly Twitter show. And, you know, he has uh, 100,000 subscribers at $5 a month. So that's, five, you know, half a million dollars a month. Uh, it would make way more sense for him to just pay damages to Fox over the breach of contract. Yeah, I think the muskrat would probably put up a check for him and just get him yeah. off the ground. Yeah. And- what I probably find most interesting is when Ashley was saying that this could be a viable YouTube competitor because there's what there's Rumble, Odyssey, uh, Bitch, a, a dozen, yeah, there's a dozen of them at least, and but none, none of them have caught you know mainstream appeal. And I say that as someone that knows how evil Google and YouTube is, and everything I watch on YouTube. I'm 100% positive that I can go watch it on Rumble or Odyssey, etc. But I still watch it on YouTube just because it, it's just easier. Yeah, Granted, I'll tell you why that is too. I'll tell you why that is. Because YouTube have totally got it together with their um, player, with their media player. It's a really mm. smooth, very fast. I mean, they have got it together. And I, it's a bit of a beef, you know, the Discord group will know that. It's a bit of a beef that I have actually with Odyssey. And, it, and I'm a little bit suspicious about it too because Odyssey and Rumble and whoever else, Vimeo, I think, but you've got to pay for that, I think. I can't remember. Anyway, these other competitors that are up and coming, I mean, it, I'm all for it. Competition is essential. But they've been up and running for a while now. Some of them have um, payment, subscriptions, etc. cetera. Oh, Rockfin's another one. Um, and... But yet their players are clunky and they're just, they should have upgraded them by now. If they were on par with YouTube players, um, you know, maybe, I don't know whether it's a case of lack of funds or lack of serving space or something. I don't know what it is. But if they could upgrade their players to be as good as YouTube, they would be way more successful. And I just wonder why they haven't yet. Yeah, my biggest complaint about Rockfin, because I, I'm, would imagine that the vast majority of shows on Rockfin are in podcast format, but you can't get an RSS feed to just listen to the audio of the podcast, which that for, I mean, I know we're on Rockfin and I probably shouldn't um, speak ill of them, but that really just dissuades me from ever using it because I listen to podcasts while I'm working. So mm-hmm. I don't want video yeah, exactly. I just want to listen to stuff, but and I and I mean I can download it if I use like third party apps and yada yada yada. But that's just such a pain, man. Like how how hard it is is it to implement a premium RSS feed? Exactly, it's a very basic function and um, a feature to have. 
and it's really not that hard to implement. And yet Rockfin find it okay to put their subscription fee up from ten to fifteen dollars a month, and yet yeah. they haven't seemed to have upgraded anything else except for their subscription fee. And, so and I reckon I'm, that's it's not, and it's not like we're not having a you know this is healthy criticism. And I mean because they're already hosting all of the audio and video files. All they really need to do is pull an external link to them. I mean, it it'd probably cost a bit of an investment, but I got to imagine you would get so many more users. But I don't now, know. I'm, do not, you... I'm not a, I'm not an IT guy, per se. Well, one thing that I did think about, and, and who knows? You know, I don't know. I'm the last, y'all know that I'm like technically retarded. You know that. But I did think like, well, if Google what and youtube were started from like darpa money right i mean that's endless money that's government that's endless money because it's all been stolen from us so these other platforms don't have that like rockfin especially would be a much smaller platform maybe that's it maybe it's not i i don't know but i'm yeah, just thinking be. like if if you don't have DARPA money, then you're not going to have that sweet yeah. that sweet but, setup and and all the stuff that comes with youtube but at the same time, we're in 2023, where it has literally never been cheaper to host um, servers for, you know, with data. And, you know, like, most of this stuff is easy to do now, if right. you have, if you want to do it. Yeah, like, if you mean, wanted well, to do, if you wanted to do premium RSS feeds 20 years ago. I'm sure it costs millions, if not billions of dollars to build the architecture for it. But it's 2023 now. This has been right. common for so long now. It's it's insane. Yeah, what's the little the it's other- little things like the players themselves? I mean, how hard is it to source a decent media player? There's a lot of them out there. Or even just, you know, I mean, chat GPT could probably write the code for a really good one now, couldn't it? So how hard is it to have a really good media player like YouTube have where you can do all those little things that make that are convenient, um, where you double tap, tap your finger and it goes forward five or six seconds or whatever it is. Um, and it's nice and smooth transition between full screen. It doesn't halt when you go out of full screen, stuff like that. Um, that's yeah. all the things that really piss people off. And that's where people just go, oh, I'll watch it on YouTube. It's smoother. It's just, it's almost subconscious. Yeah. And I will say even, um, so like YouTube has an option that you can have the app on your other, you know, like if you watch stuff using your Xbox or whatever, like you can have an app for YouTube there. So you can just pull it up easily. Unlike other, like a rumble or something like that, where Mm. you just would have to screen share it, which is, is, you know, whatever. But I agree that it is the most convenient. It is the most like it is searchable. It has options that will give you, you know, the algorithm that will show you other things that you might be interested in. And there's a lot of benefits to YouTube. I agree with that. Um, now will Twitter end up being able to compete? I mean, possibly if it, if it does meet like what Stella is saying, all of these really high quality, um, things that you want from a streaming app, then it's possible. And people, some people believe that Elon is providing free speech and are allowing free speech in a way that they're not. So it's possible that a lot of people would would actually consider leaving YouTube, depending on how yeah, it goes. If, 
even if it's not free speech per se, it is at minimum freer speech. Freer. I would agree with that. And I would say that if there's any, if any company has a chance of competing against YouTube, it's going to be Twitter. I mean, they already have the users and the infrastructure uh, to put something like that together. So, yeah. Yep. I think it'll be interesting be, to see how it all plays out. Took the words literally right out of my mouth. That's all we can do. So, yep. And, uh, you know, if nothing else, it is entertaining. It's the and that's, days that's of our I've, lives. That's why, personally, I've always Britain's supported and believed in African-Americans. Elon's, They're known Elon's to be free speech. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Advocates, yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, services. so we'll, we'll see how it goes, and we'll see if what, if anything, does transpire between uh, Fox and Tucker. It's possible that he has a loophole. We know that he's hired... He and Don Lamont have hired the same attorney who's supposed to, supposed to be a high-powered go-getter. So it's possible that they have a loophole there. And it's also possible that, um, like what Justin said, that there's a, you know, an opportunity cost and you just consider that you're going to have to deal with the lawsuit or the payment or whatever you're forfeiting from Fox. but you actually are going to end up to the better by doing this other thing on Twitter. And anyway, so we'll see how it plays out, but I think that it is going to have implications for the, the new voice of the press, you know? Mm. Well, it'll be an interesting sort of launch. Perhaps it might even get a few eyeballs uh, off mainstream media that would normally be watching mainstream media. So, that would be well, I mean, the day after Tucker got fired, uh, I think they they had they had a dip in ratings, but it wasn't massive. And then once people saw what they were replacing him with, they went, "Oh no!" And there, were, I believe CNN actually had uh, better ratings than Fox in the primetime hour for the first time in forever. Well, that's interesting to me. And I know a lot of people are like, oh, they're losing so much money, whatever. Go, go woke, go broke. And it's like, no, 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 no. That is not how it's working. Yes, you may have the appearance that this company is going broke or that they are suffering financial consequence for their retarded decisions. And honestly, it's decisions that are intentionally geared to to be offensive to or to suppress or to remove the voice of independent thinkers or truth seekers, liberty people, but mostly conservatives. That's what this is. This is a war on conservatives. We're going to take away your favorite journalist, the one who's speaking some common sense here. We're taking that away. The beer that y'all like, we're taking that away. The president that y'all like, we're taking that away. And it was done in a way that leaves enough question to believe that it's fraudulent. So these people are being provoked and shit on intentionally. And you think that the companies making these decisions have financial repercussions, but I don't actually believe that they do because of who they're being bankrolled exactly. by on the back end. 
Yeah. So they're doing it and they're able to give the, the people that think like I'm boycotting it. I'm making a difference. No, you're not. Yes. You should still boycott it, but you must understand that they are not suffering. They knew what they were doing when they made these decisions and they're doing it because they fucking hate you and they don't care what you think or what you do. And when you boycott something, they are expecting that reaction. They have um, already had their little think tanks and they've written their uh, modules in their simulation folders about how to respond to that boycott reaction. They've got it all sorted. I agree with most of what you said. Like, they absolutely hate us. Absolutely. And, like, they've, they've been pulling this shit. They've been moving that Overton window for so long. You guys remember when Colin Kaepernick took a knee and people were out there setting their nikes on fire um but i mean this is only one example but especially coming out of covid i think it might be indicative of the future where bud light did dylan mulvaney and yes they do have all the esg money yada 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 but at the same time i don't think bud light is ever going to recover that this so, brand has been so damaged that no one wants to be associated with it anymore. It, it's certainly you, an interesting. Oh, go ahead, Stella. Sorry, um, I was just going to say you don't think that they didn't expect that, like Ashley was saying before. I mean, you got the WEF nope. and the IMF um, propping think, everything up financially, so there's no risk involved, really. I think they expected backlash, but I think that they expected within a week all these dumb retard conservative backward hicks are just going to move along and, you know, not, you know, we're, you know, who cares about them? They're dumb anyways. They'll be buying Bud Light again in a month. But the, the culture has shifted so hard that I think conservatives and right-wingers are really just any rational people left out there. We're at the point where we are actually having enough and saying, look, if you want to go down this road, you can go down it, but we're done. We are yeah. no longer going to play along with any of it. If you want to have Dylan Mulvaney on a beer can, whatever, Bud Light is now ruined. Uh, the brand will never. It, the, it, Bud Light was the number one beer, I believe, in the world, uh, but definitely in America. Okay, so and, that, to, that to me tells me that Bud Light was very much a patriotic sort of product. And nationalism, you know, national pride, et cetera, is exactly what they're trying to crush. And I have no doubt that, mm-hmm. what's his name, Mulvaney, Dylan Mulvaney, yep. was, was a thermometer. That's all that little thing was. It's a thermometer. Well, I think that they have been so used to conservative uh, boycotts and because it's never really worked because everyone's concerned, like, we're kind of just like, go along to get along. Like, we just want to be left alone and, you know, go about our days. Well, that's called compliance, um, generally. But, yeah, it's, I think at this point, like, people, once it's, it's once they started coming after the kids, I think, where uh, you have the school choice movement uh, and, like, uh, even in public, sc- the school boards are being taken over by, like, moms that are concerned about their children. Uh, so I think, I think that people have finally been pushed enough and we're act, they're actually standing up and saying, no, like, mm. if you want to do this, you're completely ruining it. 
they the BlackRock WF they have money, but they only have so much money. Yeah. Um, like I just feel once- they've created the division, and now they're just going to sit back and watch the recovery, just like with COVID. Well, that's I mean I I could be wrong, but I am at least hoping that we're getting to the point where there is no recovery for them. Um, like people, I'm, I'm- people are sick. I agree with you, Justin, in that I hope that there is no recovery, but I honestly, I do feel like, you know, I am not trying to be a black pill, but I do think that people ultimately are going to move on a year from now. They're buying Bud Light for their, you know, tailgating or whatever they're doing. And here's the other thing. That brand is so comprehensive. If you don't give up Bud Light, Michelob Light, Michelob Ultra, White Claw, all of these things, then you're not moving the needle. So you need to give up all Anheuser-Busch products. Most people don't even probably know what their whole catalog is exactly. So the number one drop in sales that they've had uh, has been Bud Light. I think it's down over 30% since this happened. Um, But now, literally, like Bud Light is the joke among like straight white men that used to drink Bud Light. Like I don't drink that. Like I'm not gay. Uh, it's just like, I saw the funniest meme the other day where there's a guy uh, on a golf cart with like a fucking like five foot dildo on the back of it. That's, you know, <laughs> uh, Bob thinks that he's ready for anything after just one Bud Light. Uh, so it's <laughs> yeah, real, like, check out Justin's Twitter for that meme. Uh, yes, follow me for more transphobia. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't, I don't think that it's ever going to recover because uh, even even five years from now, people are. It's it's been such a major issue, and there have been so many like everyone, even my dad makes Bud Light jokes. He he's 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 a like, Fox News, you know, guy. Uh, so I don't know. I mean, it could maybe in a month from now, we're all drinking Bud Light. Uh, but uh, I will also say that uh, Bud InBev, which is the parent company to, An- An- uh, to Bud Light, I think it's like InBev to Anheuser-Busch, but uh, they have seen uh, sales drop across the board on all of their products uh, by quite Good. a bit. And Good. you have- I, I hope uh, people don't go back. Yeah, Core Miller Coors, uh, Yingling, and uh, I can't remember the other like cheap, you know, light water beer. Uh, but their sales have risen almost in direct correlation to the sales that Anheuser Busch has lost. Good. And I hope people stick to it. And I, I don't think anyone was ever drinking Bud Light because it tasted good. No. So, it's, um, so if Bud Light disappears, what does it really matter? I mean, everyone's just going to go, oh, well, I'm going to the next beer. I don't think it, it really matters. It's just a bit well, of I mean, American patriotism I, that's been extinguished, which is kind of I the plan, think I think. That, uh, yeah, I think you're right. And I don't think that it, this is going to stick. And I do think, though, if people actually, if they actually boycott and continue boycotting, then it could send a message. But... At this point, we are so far down the, you know, everything being centralized from money, food, beer, clothing, all the things. I 
I don't know if it would really make a difference, but um, yeah, we are totally dependent on them, which is the whole idea. And the only thing that really is going to make a difference and everyone hates hearing this, but convenience kills. Like if everybody wants to make a difference, they'd stop buying a bit less takeaway food and start making some of the more basic things at home. You know, don't buy the jar of sauce, make the sauce at home, grow a few veggies. Um, Don't go out that day, stay home and play a game or something. Um, you know, it's, there's plenty of alternatives if people want to put their mind to it, but people just don't want to stop and think about this stuff. They just keep going in their flow, their routine. You know, I'm not trying, I'm not trying to have a go at people. It's just the flow of life. But the, what has to make a change is by making a change and thinking about what changes can be made. And really, on mass, you don't actually have to make a whole bunch of whole individual changes because on mass, a few changes will make a difference. So you know, piss your Netflix off. That's just, I've said it before, you're funding the new world order. You're funding your own propaganda. You're funding your own brainwashing. So that's, that's my that's, opinion, and I'm pretty strong on it, and I'm sorry if it offends anyone, but it's, it's the truth. And that's why I support online privacy. I mean, don't do it. It's illegal, but I do support it. <laughs> do you mean like uh, VPNs and things? No, I mean like the Pirate Bay. Oh, oh you said... I thought you said privacy, not piracy. Oh, no, piracy, as in um, downloading yeah, illegal um, media. Although, don't do it. It's illegal. Yeah. But I do support and, it. And if you're an artist, you're being ripped off. You know, I, I don't know. As far as as far as far it goes, I don't know. Maybe, maybe if enough people boycott it, maybe it will make a difference. Maybe they won't forget about it in a month. I, I don't have high hopes for it. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see how it plays out and um, time will tell. All right. So I'm going to wrap that one up and uh, we will be keeping an eye on it as far as Tucker, my favorite propagandist goes, and we'll keep you updated there. Now, Justin has a very interesting tale to wrap us up with. Take it away, Justin. Well, first of all, I'd just like you to know that from now on, I am calling you Black Bill Ashley. But... um. Uh, this one's going to be quick. We're running out of time, but luckily there's not a whole lot to it. Um, so before I read the headline to everyone, I would just like to um, read this quick paragraph um, from this man, uh, Peter Brennan. I was in Nashville for a work conference, Brennan said. I awoke to a gentleman, an employee of the Hilton assaulting me. I instantly jumped up and was screaming, went into sort of a fact-fighting mode. Who are you? Why are you in my room? What are you doing here? I could see he was wearing a uniform. He had his name tag on. He was talking to me, but not giving me any substance, substantive answers. And I really wish I hadn't told all of you what this story was, because I would really like to know what people are thinking this story is about based on that paragraph. So no if one- I had... If I didn't have prior knowledge of what you were going to talk about, I would think that the guy was beating him like maybe he was beating him with um no not that beating uh what right he wasn't tubing um i was thinking like he was hitting him with pillows or he like filled pillows up with a bunch of uh like free hotel shampoo and he's beating the shit out of the guy or something like well, that when you first said that i'm picturing you thinking about like some like really flamboyant gay guy breaking into the room with pillow back. pillow fight. <laughs> but I digress. 
I mean, something like that. I guess I, I didn't, I, I must not have thought the person was too masculine um, based on thinking that they were going to be assaulting the guy with, you know, with pillows, Hello. like <laughs> ho- with a ho- hotel soap. <laughs> well, and also let me just say that I have had one experience at a Hilton hotel. We went there uh, for my wife's birthday. Uh, well, I mean, we went to a show, but we were staying there and worst hotel experience of my life. And I have pulled off onto a shitty little fucking rundown crack hotel in the middle of the night, in the middle of the nowhere, pulled back the covers, there's pubes in the bed, cigarette burns on the toilet seat. Hilton was still a worse experience. Oh, wow. So maybe we maybe we'll have to talk about that in the bonus content. So Hilton really sucks. Oh, it is. Because I mean, when you're to. When you're staying at a crack hotel for $20 a night, you know what you're getting. Like, I just need, I've been driving all day, all night. I just need somewhere to sleep for a couple hours. Yeah, you expect it. Bed bugs and all. Uh, but the, you know, the Hilton chains are supposed to be nicer um, places to stay. But you were, you were in Atlanta. So. Well, I. But a little bit of a digression there, so. Um, but wait, we didn't hear Stella's answer to what she would oh, have I'm thought. sorry. Please go ahead, Stella. About the toe-sucking incident? <laughs> About exactly. if, you didn't, if you didn't know what was happening, what would you have thought was happening? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Sorry. So, <laughs> I don't have an answer. So tell you why, um, because I was a little bit um, distracted at the moment that he was reading that out. So there's the honest truth. I didn't actually really hear the whole thing. I'm so sorry. Oh, Feel no free worries. To... I I often <laughs> never mind. I don't usually get um, asked for an opinion because I usually give way too many opinions. But you pinned <laughs> me on that one time I didn't actually have an opinion. <laughs> I do apologize. Oh, no worries. So uh, for the listeners, this uh, article is from notthebee.com, which is the sister site of the babylon b uh the headline which is real here, news it's supposed absolutely. to be the real news versus the satire well and here's the thing is that it's more of like a prophecy site because so many of their parody articles are reality a year or two later yeah or less the babylon b sometimes it's mad yeah. yes yes yeah. So, uh, I know the suspense has been building, so let me just go ahead and read this headline here. Nashville Hilton Hilton Hotel guest wakes up to manager sucking his toes. Uh, So, (laughs) here's another reason to deadbolt that hotel room door and carry a blaster where able. Uh, Peter Brandon was soundly sleeping in his room at the Hilton downtown, downtown Nashville Hotel when he woke up to a man sucking his toes. According Mm-mm-mm. to Brennan and the police, that man was 52-year-old David Neal, the manager of the hotel. Uh, so police have charged Neal with aggravated burglary and assault. And uh, <laughs> uh, from uh, Brennan's attorneys, we found multiple crimes felonies, prison time, court decisions. Uh, They have to be very careful with who you give access to that has... They have to be very careful with who you give access to that 
has the ability. Okay, they they did not write that right. Uh, it's probably AI. Access to and the ability to create guest key cards for any room in the hotel. And Brennan says he doesn't feel safe sleeping, even in his own home after the incident. And uh, Hilton uh, says the hotel is independently owned and released this statement. Hilton, Nashville downtown, is independently owned and operated by a third party and no Hilton entity employee staff at this property. The safety and security of our guests is our top priority and Hilton takes matters such as these very seriously. Uh, and then this is uh, edit- editorialized by the B is the management of the Nashville Hotel also said uh, the safety and security of our guests and team number- members is the highest priority, which um, seems like a couple of conflicting statements from Hilton versus uh, <laughs> Peter Brennan. Yeah, look, yes, if you really, it does. If you re- if you really think about the concept of hotels and 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 such, it's kind of freaky, really, <laughs> because uh, I mean, I was, I was watching a video not long ago about um, how you can check out your motel room when you go in, turn all the lights off, and you can look through your phone and you can see if there's any cameras, um, because you can apparently the phone can see a little light that you can't or something. Anyway, um, it's really, really common, apparently, for hotel rooms to have installed little cameras curving on you. Um, so that's um, that's concerning. And then there's also, uh, you know, the fact that, like, we're, we're I, not allowed in Australia here, we're not allowed to give away, um, or maybe it's just New South Wales, we're not allowed to give away mattresses or sell mattresses. Like, it doesn't matter how good condition it, it's in um, because of the health regulations. But, yeah, mm-hmm. you can go and sleep in a bed that thousands of people have been in and I don't even want to think about what they're doing in there, tubing. But, um, you know, it's just so contradictory. The whole structure of society just makes me laugh. But well, uh, the toe-sucking, I can't help thinking of Sarah Ferguson. It just... no, oh, yeah, you brought that up. So will you, uh, will you go over that? Because I actually do not remember – um, I obviously I know who Fergie is and and all that stuff, but I don't recall. Oh, is that, that is that Fergie's actual name? Sarah Ferguson, like Black Eyed Peas, Fergie. No, oh. wrong Fergie. <laughs> the princess. No, Andrew, this is the Prince royal Andrew's Fergie. Wife. Yeah, she was married Explain. to Prince no. Andrew. The Black Eyed Peas Fergie is the royal is Fergie, and all the other are just imitating. Yeah, so except Fergie for this Fergie. Up. Except for this Fergie existed first, but yeah. I take your meaning. Gay. There was an incident, uh, I believe she was having an affair with some dude. I can't quite remember his name. Instantly forgettable. Um, Toesucker. <laughs> and uh, there was just some, you know, long lens photos taken of them holidaying somewhere, I don't know, it- Italy or something like that. And it was, you know, very far away photo taken of Fergie laying on a banana chair. Um, having her toes sucked by this man, toe sucker. <laughs> um, so that was the, you know, toe gate basically. Um, and yep. that was, gosh, when was that? I don't even remember. It must have been the eight, late 80s, maybe 90s, somewhere around there. I feel like it was probably 90s because I remember um, some of the hullabaloo about Fergie. I mean, she was getting kind of a hard time. If I recall, she got a harder time than prince andrew um even though he was the one with the nickname randy andy and then obviously we found out about 
yeah, you know, the Epstein, Epstein connection in the years later. Yeah. But apparently even so, he still seems to be more popular than um, Megan, Megan Merkel, Megan, whatever her name is. Michael. Harry. I just remembered. Megan Markle. Hmm. Yeah. Apparently he's still popular, more popular than her. They, Could they literally it? know that he went, he was friends with uh, Epstein and that he has pedo connections and that he paid that, out millions I, of dollars to a victim and yet he's still more popular than her. I get that. The, she is she is almost as insufferable as Dylan Mulvaney. She does she does have a bad like these these people vibe. are just like nails on a chalkboard. Like yeah, everything of out of their mouth is just brain tumors left and right. <laughs> it is. <laughs> totally. Unless you want to it scrape is. your eyeballs out with your own fingernails sometimes. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, the life. cringe is off the charts. But anyway, so uh, yeah, so be careful about where you put your toes when you're <laughs> in Nashville. Don't don't stick them in anyone's mouth while you're asleep. Yeah, maybe just don't pull the it. pull the furniture behind the door when you go to bed. Well, That's possibly may- what I'll be doing. Maybe we need to get Terrence in here because. I would be interested to know on what the pre-internet generations, um, if there was any sort of obsession with feet, and if there was, would we know about it? Because in previous generations, people actually had shame, so they wouldn't actually tell the entire world their bizarre, disgusting sexual fetishes. Yeah, I'm just concerned that a manager... Can open a patron's door and go in and suck their toes. I, I think. I, well, and is this true? Was this yeah. the first time of like that this ever happened? I can't. I mean, imagine. the security cameras. Why would he do that? The security cameras in the hallways. Surely it's a Hilton hotel. That doesn't make well, any sense. He probably, you know, had the people watching the cameras fall asleep and uh, suck the cameras their toes till they fell asleep. Seriously. <laughs> the malfunction. Well, the cameras mysteriously malfunction. Yeah. I mean, that's a that's a good point because there could be more back and forth between that. Like this could have been a rendezvous gone wrong. And yeah. this per you know, I mean, who it's knows? Good. Or it could have been that the cameras malfunctioned, or it could who knows. But um, hey, Justin, keep your eyes peeled and we may need to get an update on that. This guy might be uh, a serial toe sucker. Keep a foot of this. Well, and if he is, it just, like, it just, it makes me feel like I'm not pretty enough for anyone to break into my room and suck my toes. Oh, sure you are. Sure. You are. Yes, somebody out there will certainly be willing and interested in violating your privacy and, in a a weird way, sexually assaulting you by sucking your toes when you didn't give them permission. They'll do that. No well, negative self-talk, goes, Justin. This this goes out as an open invitation to the world. If anyone wants to suck my toes in my sleep, I give you permission. They'll be lining up. Just like they're they do they're for new definitely going to be lining up for that little cutie. I might, I might have to <laughs> lock my toes. 
You're so cute. Somebody will want to sexually assault you by (laughs) not getting your permission to suck your toes and they'll break in your room to do it. It was, it it reminds me of that episode of it's always sunny where, um, uh, one of the guys, Mac, uh, his, uh, like some of their friends from their elementary school accused the gym teacher of sexually molesting them as kids (laughs) and half of the episode is mac just going around like why didn't he molest me i'm a good looking guy what's wrong with me it was really funny it was a good episode and that that justin you don't need to worry about it somebody with they are out there and they're willing to do that to you well and and i do have have a little bit of a fuzzy childhood so maybe i've already been (laughs) it's a niche market I mean, somebody, there's, you know, there's opportunity. <laughs> yep. Definitely. So anyways, um, uh, we'll link the article to the show notes. Um, I do recommend at least looking at what this guy looks like because uh, it probably looks about what you're thinking, someone that would break into a hotel room and suck some random guy's toes. And, yep, I'm um, looking right now. It's uh, locked your deadbolts. Unless you want your, you know, feet sucked, then maybe just leave a note on your maybe door, stay at but... another hotel <laughs> yeah yeah just just yeah. let the foot Wear shoes let, the, in bed. let the foot fairy know um i'm not seeing a picture of this guy oh maybe i've got my brave browser up so i'm gonna see if i can uh figure out what this guy looks like and um you could sleep the wrong way right? around hmm? you could sleep the wrong oh. way around you could suck your nose instead <laughs> <laughs> Now let's not do the nose. <laughs> Can we not go with the nostril thing, please, Justin? I wasn't. I wasn't a part of that at all. That was. That was hundred percent Ashley. Okay. Okay. That's you, not, you explained it. That was the key. That was the trigger. That's taking it out of. That's going to sound very bad. <laughs> Moving on. So, anyways, like. let's just go ahead and leave it there. Let everyone yeah. wonder. Uh, yeah absolutely so thank everyone for tuning in uh for another episode of not your mama's news also you can find us on all of our socials uh streaming all that good stuff from our website union of the unknowns.com and don't forget we are on rockfin and if you subscribe to our account from there then you have access to all of our bonus content that keel has put together for us so um i think that sums it up the bonus contents where where the spiciness is. If you need a little spice in your life, give it a look-sees. It, I believe it's free if you already have Rockfin accounts as well. It's included, yeah. Yeah, so check that out. All right, everybody. Thanks again. Thank you, Stella. Thank you, Justin, for uh, joining us this evening. Really appreciate it. And thank you, we will Ashley. see you next time. Yeah, thank you. Good to see you guys. My pleasure. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye-bye. Not Your Mama's News has been a production of the Union of the Unknowns podcast. New episodes are available weekly on all your favorite podcasting networks.
And now Toons jumps on. 